Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Josh Wiggler here with a special edition of the Only Murders in the Building podcast here on Post Show Recaps. That's right. It's time for round three of Omit B as the third season of Only Murders has officially begun. We have already talked about the first two episodes. That's right. Two episodes are already out, if you didn't know, of season three of Only Murders in the Building. If you want to hear the recaps for those episodes, it's all together in one handy-dandy podcast just one podcast earlier in your podcast feed. Make sure you're subscribed. Post-show recaps, only murders. That's what you want to search for in your podcast player of choice. Or you can go postshowrecaps.com slash only murders is the RSS link if you want to search by URL. Today, what we are doing here is we are answering some listener feedback. We're recording this one live for the patrons of Post Show Recaps. If you want to become one, patreon.com slash Recaps is the way to do that. We are also going to be making bold predictions. It's bold prediction time here on the Only Murders podcast as we are going to make some calls about who done killed Ben Glenroy and also who farted. These are the things that we hope to get to the bottom of. Ha ha by the end of the season certainly but we're going to try and get there by the end of the podcast of course i am not alone here i am joined here by my partner in bird murder crime the great dj labelle klein aka troy troy how's it going (laughs) who farted wow yeah that'd be uh probably uh uh, if we get something like that later in the season uh mrs gambolini bird uh 10 Mark points parroting. to Gryffindor. Yeah, Gryffindor. If, if we get a who farted from, Ms., from Mama G, uh, that's Mama G, be... Is Mama G uh, going to be uh, the the mascot for whatever uh, Arconia Order of the Phoenix uh, emerges from this season? I, 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 I don't see why not. Certainly the leading contender. The only other option would be Howard's Cats. Uh-huh, yeah. No, that's uh, which Ravenclaw. We do see, which we do see uh, yeah. in, in the intro, right? Uh, yeah. Howard walking the cat, but... Yeah, look, Mrs. Gambolini, season two, she holds a special place. She's even the icon on the uh, on the the patron Discord thread just yes. about only murders in the building. That's right. There is a patron only thread about only murders in the building. It's another perk if you're a patron of Posture Recaps. If you want to get involved in the conversation, Troy, we are recording this just what. 48 hours, something like that, 72 hours maybe, removed from the arrival of Only Murders Season 3 into the universe. Uh, I feel like people are really enjoying it, which is very uh, nice for me. Uh, like, I'm, I'm, it's always, listen, a podcast about just about anything. Gamble. It's always a gamble. It's always a gamble, though. Mr. Gambolini. You know, it's always the, they call me Mr. Gambolini uh, <laughs> when I do my podcasts, Troy. And sometimes the shows are great, and sometimes they're fine or worse. I do think that these first two episodes of Omit B, really, really, really fun. They have, uh, they have lived very nicely in my brain for these last 72 hours, and it seems like the people mostly agree. 
Yeah, I think so. The the immediate reception from folks that have uh, started watching is positive, intrigued, uh, some concern about where things might be going and the balance of humor versus pathos and drama. But I think overall, everyone agrees this is a, a solid kind of laying the groundwork, high potential, going to be a fun show to podcast about. Uh, uh, maybe, I would say, unlike? Uh, my last podcast endeavor which also included meryl street oh, well, which show was that which we could talk about uh the the highly watched blockbuster hit on apple tv plus extrapolation oh right you and the great brooklyn zed who has been on the only murders podcast and certainly shall be again uh talked about extrapolations on apple tv plus meryl streep was in that meryl streep was in that and let me tell you uh my review are you test piloting a segment for merrily we pod along absolutely that's what i'm saying is the two points make a line so at this point i've now podcasted about two meryl streep really what are going to be tent poles really in in her career um i gotta i gotta give full credit and uh love out to brooklyn zed uh, uh the the challenges of that had nothing to do with podcasting with them they're fantastic in fact they're the only reason i got through the series but uh yeah it was that was a show that was uh, average to less than average it also made some choices around how to use meryl okay that were iconic okay so meryl streep did she because the point of extrapolations, it's it's extrapolating what the earth is going to look like if we continue to just bombard it with our nonsense, really answering right. the question of not who farted, but what happens if we what don't stop farting? When we continue to fart. Yeah, if we continue Both to environmentally fart. and politically. Correct. Uh, and so Meryl Streep, is she the killer? Is she one of the killers? Like, should this be something that we're looking at a feather in the cap as we're looking ahead here for mm. only murder season three? Uh, do you, you don't know what Meryl Streep played in this show? I didn't watch Extrapolation. Okay, I was totally thinking fun. about it because there was such why a you, great cast. But, well, that's yeah. why you 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 pushed Outsource. it out to your yeah. to your A uh-huh. team to that's do correct. it. Yeah. High potential, great, great. Uh, look, this is not a podcast about that show, but I, uh, Josh, I do need you to guess what type of character. I'm going to give you two guesses, maybe. What type of character would you put Meryl Streep in in like a futuristic, slightly dystopian world? Yeah, I might be biased, uh, recency biased from. Uh, is it Don't Look Up in which she's the president, I think? Mm-hmm. She's the mm-hmm. president and Don't Look Up, and she's like this like horrible, very and, you know, yeah. dumb-headed, wrong-headed politician who just, like, wants to look the other way as the meteor is hurtling towards the Earth. So, like, I guess that that's in my mind, but then maybe, like, wildly against that, some kind of, like, uh, uh, like a zoologist. Some wow. Sort, some sort of uh, science person. Wow, uh, you are so close, so much closer, and yet so far away, Josh. Okay. Uh, in Extrapolations, Meryl Streep played a blue whale. She played a whale. Wait, this is... <laughs> Meryl Streep played a whale? Like yes, in... Meryl Streep played a whale. Is this like there was like a play within Extrapolations? And she, like, put on, like, a whale costume and was a whale? No whale costume. I'll give you the context for it in a minute here. But I just need you to know that is so seared in my brain, I cannot believe it did not jump into the cultural zeitgeist that a show was able to get Meryl Streep and then cast her as a whale. Oh, wait. So, wait. So, how is this? How is this possible? Googling Uh, Meryl Meryl Streep whale. uh Uh-huh. Uh, Entertainment Weekly says Meryl Streep is the last whale on Earth. That's right. Not just any whale. The last whale on Earth played by Meryl Streep. Uh, Sienna Miller informs Meryl Streep that she is the last humpback whale on Earth. (laughs) This was an EW exclusive at Extrapolations. Uh, This is in the episode 2046. Like, no one watched the show, so very few people listen to the podcast. And, like, this is justice for me and Zed, which is, like, we need people to understand how incredibly absurd. Second episode of the show, Meryl was in the previews. She was in the trailer. So, like, this is the PTSD that I was coming from into Only Murders. Is like, another show where you hyped up Meryl for me. Are, am I going to get Meryl as a whale? Um but just for anyone listening who who just has not watched the show and 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 please please don't uh, on extrapolate uh, extrapolations. People worked hard on the show. I do respect that. I don't think it quite landed in the way that they intended. Wow. Um, 
we had uh, a CNMLR plays a zoologist uh, who uh, breaks protocol by introducing personal connections to the species that she is studying and uses <laughs> the AI voice print of her deceased mother. Oh, wow. To be the whale. And so whenever the whale is speaking, it is Meryl Streep's voice. Okay, so I'm going to try and pull out the silver linings here. You ready? And I think I got a big one. Here's a big one. Even if the Earth continues to be farted upon, mm -hmm. by the year 2046, we will have the technology with which to translate a whale's thoughts and sounds in not only into human language, but into Meryl Streep-voiced human language. That is exactly correct. We're going to be fine here, folks. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, no, don't, don't, don't. We got to change Keep a lot. burning those things. fossil fuels, a baby. Change. A lot of things got to change. Uh, interesting. In this article, uh, this EW article, I promise we'll talk about Only Murders uh, again here soon. We really did talk about the first two episodes. Go back and listen to that we podcast. Did. We, we talked about the first so two like, episodes. And we're like, going to continue talking about the show, but I do. We are we, laying a foundation. I got to work my whale out. Floor, we got to work right? our whale out here. Um, this is according to Entertainment Weekly. Uh, uh, the final paragraph says, but, um, yes, Academy Award winner Street voices a humpback whale. While recording the dialogue in a studio ahead of filming, Sienna Miller recalls, I said to her, I can't believe it. Is there nothing you can't do? You're a whale now. Um, <laughs> incredible. I will note she did not receive an Emmy nomination for this performance. And yes, I did check. Uh, but yeah, incredible moment, uh, the realization. Uh, and uh, so now now you can have that in the back of your mind. It's uh, in the front of my mind, and I'm going to try and push it to the back of my mind as we are going to now, at this point in time, try to move forward talking what? about holy murders. All right, let's get reset here, Troy. Um, we could do a quick recap of what's happened on Only Murders Season 3 thus far um but i recognize that some people uh may already have seen these episodes and don't need that right. maybe though it's possible that this is their first post show recaps only murders in the building podcast of the season troy so rather than do a quick plot recap of the first two episodes of only murders in the building season three i'd like to do a quick plot recap of the first uh podcast episode of only murders in the building season three as covered by post show recaps are you ready for this yeah I, I, more ready than i've ever been all right a uh, huge shout out to uh the birthday girl herself the great jess sterling uh who wrote this quick plot recap of what occurred most recently on the only murders in the building post show recaps uh jess writes the podcast must go on so let's recap what happened on the first pod of only murders in the building First, Josh and Troy try to figure out who farted. Recurring theme. Just Recurring kidding. Theme. They put on their detective hats, grab their magnifying glasses, and try to figure out who killed Ben Glenroy. Paul Rudd and Meryl Streep, famous whale voice actress, have joined the cast for season three. And the Just guys want to point out, Paul part. Rudd played an ant. Meryl Streep played a whale. There's a connection. The, the line is, is, is right through. Uh, Josh and Troy are excited to see Meryl Streep and Martin Short bounce off each other. Hello. Uh, but are a bit dubious about the romantic relationship developing between the characters. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty excited about it. They posit that the people on the streets must think that Streep is the prime suspect to be the killer, but they themselves don't really think Loretta will be the killer. Next up, suspect speculation. Mm -hmm. Robert, aka Robert with a T, is deeply sus as he's played by notable actor Jesse Williams and basically disappears from view after his first appearance. They also finger Dickie. Whoa, uh, <laughs> phrasing. Uh, they also let's say they also point at Dickie as mm. someone who could have done it. I don't know. It's hard. Oh no, can't say that either. Their last suspect for episode one was a baby bird. Does it make sense? No, but it could be murder. Let's keep the beat going as we chat about the conversation surrounding Season 3, Episode 2. Josh and Troy are enjoying the flashback format as well as some of the ghost chats and the opportunity for musical numbers in the future. They take some feedback from some prolific patrons and speculate on who might die by the end of Season 3. They, of course, end the podcast by reminding you all how to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. <laughs> 
They also remind you uh, how to become a patron and listen to the podcast with no ads. That's right. There's no commercials on the Jess patron version. Jess is just version. reporting facts. No commercials in the Patreon. Uh, and that, my friends, was the first podcast of Only Murders in the Building Season 3. Uh, did Jess get to the spirit of our podcast here, you think, Troy? I feel like she did. Yeah, I think she got to the spirit. I think there was not enough mention of ghost clothes. And I think that is something that I'd like to unpack with you a little bit. Yes. Uh, we kind of glossed over it in, in the episode uh, coverage. But have you talked about ghost clothes much on, on po- post-show recaps? Here's the thing. is like I have a hard time remembering what I talked about on the most recent episode episode of the only murders in the building podcast on post show mm. recaps what i do know is i talk about ghost clothes often in my off mic life so well, i i would expect this is right. i'm gonna up. drag you onto the stage sure, i just let's we, do it. We, yeah we've had a conversation about ghost clothes and yeah. i just i just like want people to think about in the context of you know the the eventual future death of us all either by climate change or by bird murder right you're gonna die binary choice yeah those are the two options (laughs) right it's gonna be the bird or the boiling fire yeah yeah Uh, but uh you have a uh, you know you're you're gonna end up uh, dying wearing something sure uh you know really the choice you make every morning even the birthday suit is clothes sort of you know, it's called a birthday suit. This is true. Uh, this is true. The emperor you, you can't has get no ghost clothes. Uh, yeah, ghost. That would be a choice, though. Do you think nudist? If you if you're new, like a naturalist, and you die, do you just are you just like a naked ghost? Yeah. I so I guess like the premise that we're driving at is whatever you were wearing <laughs> when you're removed from this right. mortal coil is what you are wearing forever as a ghost. As so, a ghost. Yeah. And I just think it's important to like get a sense from someone when you're meeting them or getting to know them better. Like what were your What's ghost sartorial vibe as a spectral being? That's right. Yeah. Like what yeah. what is your spectral style? Yeah. I'm currently um wearing shorts and a sweater and it's mm. summer. I don't know what I'm doing doing this. AC's on full blast. That's what's happening. It's a little cold and hot at the same time. I don't know if you feel any of this as a ghost, though. I would be very confused. Uh, you know, oh if, my god, as a my ghost, you don't form. feel cool air conditioning on your yeah. face. That is so sad. Uh, what do you think about Ben Glenroy's ghost clothes? I was just about to pull this back onto something related to only murders. Um, I, it's a little bit of a trope, isn't it? He's yeah. dressed as a detective. He's gonna be. He's going to be in ghost clothes, like with a trench coat for the rest of his life. Kind of cool. Or not uh, his life, but his know, afterlife. This feels like very like, uh, I don't know, like he could like probably get a lot of versatility out of those ghost clothes. He could go like there's something formal wear about mm-hmm. what he is wearing. He also like could show up at a lot of costume parties and probably blend in quite nicely. He could haunt theaters. He could haunt theaters. He could show up at crime scenes with a lot of false confidence and say that he's the detective when in reality he's a ghost i mean we have spoiled shows on this episode on, on the show before and uh, yeah, notably extrapolations in notably episode two uh also the scream franchise uh also you know sixth sense spoilers but like you know we could have a situation like like that uh where you know the detective just appears and they're a ghost so let's just bring it back to only murders we saw a new detective appear uh in episode two uh, we've previously seen detective williams any chance they're ghosts hmm always a chance always a chance always, always a chance. chance i think that ghosts being part of only murders in the building is canonically confirmed even if it's just the ghost friends we made along the way that we're having mm-hmm. these conversations with and i was thrilled to see that brought back into the show here in these first couple of episodes of season three do you know what else i was really excited about troy was it the uh, feedback that we received? It was the feedback that we received for both the first couple of episodes as well as for this feedback show. Uh, and I want to give a shout out to somebody who talks to us a lot off mic about their ghost clothes. One of our most prolific patrons on Post Show Recaps, the great Ralphie. Uh, and Ralphie had written in here, Troy, to say, hey, Josh and Troy, thanks so much for reading my feedback on the pod. You're welcome, uh, Ralphie. I, I loved theorizing uh, on Oliver's potential death. Yes, just to recap, um, Ralphie had wondered what we thought might go down with the fact that Oliver has a heart monitor by the end of the second episode of season three. Ralphie wants to yes and some of our speculation around it, Troy. You Good and I had landed, we had landed at the idea that maybe he would like he would die 
but then it would be a thing that got people to like rush to his side in time. He'd be resuscitated, uh, a resurrection, a miraculous resurrection, like what kicked off the season in the first place, Troy. Also, what ended season two? We had a fake murder scene uh, to catch the culprit in season two. That's right. So it could come back around. Ralphie's yes ending of this is, what if instead of Oliver's heart monitor being the cause of his death, it's helpful in the discovery of the killer? So Mm -hmm. this is sort of, I think, along the lines of what we're talking about. Or could the doctor who implanted it have been compromised by the killer (laughs) to implant a bomb into Oliver's chest. Well, uh, Josh, uh, I'll, I'll let you read the rest of Ralphie's comment. Yeah, Ralphie here. says, I'm always here to throw things at the wall and see what sticks. Love the pod. I uh, so waited as really long as I could, Josh. I waited as long as I could on this podcast. We're almost 20 minutes in, but I got to do it. I got to do it now. I got to pull out. I got to pull out the tin foil hat. Uh, for those who are not patrons of Post Show Recaps and don't have access to the video version, uh, Troy is literally wearing tinfoil as a hat now. Yeah, perfect for microphone. Oh, you can uh, hear that. Can you do yeah, that again no. real quick? Yeah, it's a little Foley. That's good Foley. That's little good Foley. Foley. Yeah. Yep. So Foley. we got the uh, Reynolds wrap tinfoil on the hat. Uh, you want to talk about a uh, doctor implanting a bomb in Oliver's chest? Yeah, I that's do. That's the foil hat theory. Yeah. Yeah. That, do you think it's possible? Four um possible sure you could implant anything in anyone uh yeah. except you know you can implant a humpback whale inside <laughs> yeah but, uh, uh, you could implant a humpback whale with meryl streep's voice um i don't know uh, yeah, you put a pacemaker in someone like that thing's gonna keep beating even after they stop we talked about um did we talk about melrose place am i making this up did we talk about melrose hey, place? if we did i've forgotten and so i talked about listeners. melrose place on a podcast this week i think it was on down the hatch maybe. no we didn't we didn't. I think it was on down the hatch and I, okay so then i'll bring up melrose place again melrose place another show where maybe it's not in the title but there are murders in the building mm-hmm. uh and melrose place famously ended i believe it's its fourth season with a bomb exploding in melrose place uh, there was a huge bomb that went off at melrose place it was very dramatic um could you imagine uh something similar happening to the arconia uh at some point in only murders yeah i think we teased at that in season one uh that the building was going to get uh like gassed or poisoned uh by the person who turned out to be the culprit at that point um i could imagine a bomb threat in the arconia the actual blowing up of the arconia i don't think so yeah. i think it's too beloved I too, beloved. too beloved too beloved as well but um, um you know look uh, all you have to do is look at a couple seasons of 24 to know that the beloved set piece can always turn into an action set and can come back and then be blown up again That's multiple right. times so uh you know they could always destroy the arconia just to build it back to destroy it again um and even think- if the building doesn't blow up it certainly seems at the very least the play has death rattle has blown up until we know <laughs> troy until we know whether or not the musical version of Death Rattle will really be getting up off the ground. But this leads us into our next bit of feedback. And this comes our way via Jen, uh, Jen who had written in. And Jen has like, uh, wants to like give like the, the big notice ahead of time. She says, I have a theory about who done it. I'm a little scared I might actually be right. Best I theory. promise I'm not trying to big brain it. It just came to me, she says. So feel free not to click, uh, or I guess listen in this case, Troy, if you don't want a click serious your, theory. Click with your ears, folks. Click with your ears. Uh, Jen says, I think it was one or both of the creepy kissing producers. Mm. Uh, as a reminder, that's Donna and Clifford DeMeo. Uh, Jen continues and says, they found out about the awful review. They couldn't let that be the creepy producer's son's first big review. So it was better to stop the show however they could. They're awfully quick to strike the sets now that Ben is dead. What do you think about Jen's theory as to why it could be the mother and son DeMeo, the producers of Death Rattle, Donna and Clifford, the killers of Ben Glenroy? What do I think of the the show must not go on theory? Yes. Uh, I like it. I'm a big fan. I think this is a top three theory. 
uh early leader in the clubhouse in terms of uh you know wild speculation extravaganza i think we've covered a lot of the things here which is there's a clear motivation uh which is we don't want to flop to be our first production but it's not an explicit motivation so yeah. you know that's not been covered in the show quite yet we understand that there's something a little odd and, and, and discomforting about their dynamic um i could see clifford in particular being the murderer here um because well yeah he doesn't want to be an embarrassment um maybe he doesn't like the show um also just you know anytime you introduce two characters at once it provides a lot of cover for sure. one of them yeah so you know we saw this with last season with poppy and uh cindy canning yeah you know one provides cover for the other so um that might be a reason to to drop this down on the list but i like it i'm a fan what do you think josh well i think that if it's one of them it's both of them is my is my feeling Ooh. where where last season it wasn't quite that right like poppy was the one cinda was uh i don't know if i want to say cinda innocent uh because i feel like cinda innocent uh, uh, I don't know if Cind I don't know if I want to say Cindicent. Uh I feel like at the very least, like Cinda not great. Uh, maybe Cinda not guilty, but Cinda not great. Uh, but Poppy uh, is not working scream style with Cinda Canning. I think no. if we're going to do something like this, it is going to be some kind of a ghost face killer collab. Uh, well, so, so this this brings up one of my theories and, yeah. and something I touched on uh, a little bit in the last podcast, but I want to unpack a little bit, which is the two killers unrelated to deaths theory, yes. right? We really have two attempted deaths here. Uh, I, I believe two attempted murders and they're not necessarily perpetrated by the same. I, I still love this. Uh, I love the idea that Ben Glenroy sucked so bad that he got killed by two different independent parties. <laughs> Yes. And I think one version of this could be uh, all the, the scenarios that we've talked about with the different members of the cast and crew. The other version could be the two producers that, uh, you know, either the father or sorry, the father, the mother or the son yeah. uh, tried to kill him the first time. And then the second death was the cover up done by the other out of love. Yeah, um, I like that. I think that that would work for me quite well. Um, that one went out of their way uh, to do something wild and crazy and desperate. It didn't work. And then Mama Bird swooped down mm -hmm. and took care of the deed. Well, let's let's take a second here because the you know, what are we doing on this podcast if we're not taking a second? Yeah. Let's take a second and think about the scene of the death, which we haven't really yeah. fully explored. We saw a little bit of the flashbacks here, but we obviously have the crime scene of a possible what could be poisoning uh, in the first attempted death. But in the second one, there is some version of an open elevator shaft and maybe some sort of tussle like between Cliff and Donna and, and maybe any of the others that are top on the list. Like who is at that scene? Who is at the top of the Arconia arguing with Ben in front of an open elevator shaft? Right. This is a good question. I think we need to go back and see if it was clear who from the production is living here in the mm. Arconia. Um, I think we should keep an eye out for like, we know that like Ben had a place here. Who else is going to have a place here from the, uh, from the cast and crew and the production team? Uh, if that bears out, if that's not the thing to look for, the other things to be looking for, are like who from death rattle has some kind of relationship with somebody in the Arconia, uh, whether that's romantic or otherwise, like becomes very close and tight. Who's going to have access to get, I, mean, I haven't uh, studied the elevator closely enough, Troy, to know whether or not you need like a key card to use it. But I imagine that you can't just walk into the Arconia and press the penthouse level, you know, I mean, and like go up. They got a doorman. They got Lester. He's right. he's on guard there. Right. But you, that's the issue, though, is that this party creates yeah. the opportunity for anyone to come and go as they please. Sure, sure. So I think that it feels likely that it's a party goer, uh, that a party goer lingered. Did they have to? They did. Rather, whether or not linger. they had to linger, which is another question, I think a follow up that Ben Glenroy asks after his uh, signature entrance to any given room. Uh, did you have to let it linger? He asks. 
uh, <laughs> that I think that it has to be somebody who's stuck it's around. Second, it's the, the second, night. second question after who farted. Yeah. Uh, well, so, okay, if we're considering people who live or associated with the Arconia, uh, I feel like this is a perfect time to bring in the feedback from Matt from Michigan. Okay, so Matt from Michigan has uh, a an unnerving possibility that I feel like it's not the early stages of a season of only murders in the building if we're not beginning this conversation. We are like either going to like decide that we will continue to have this conversation or we at least have to have it. Matt from Michigan writes, I unfortunately think the killer could be Mabel. She really seems to miss the other two and is feeling sad that she's moving away. It almost feels like one last self-made hurrah for her. I don't want it to be Mabel, but that is my feeling up to this point. Troy, I know we got into this last season. I know we got into the question of like, is it possible that one of the big three could be a killer. And I think my feeling at the time was like, if it's anyone, it's Oliver. Like Oliver feels like deranged enough in a way, but, and maybe that is still just like my Martin short as Clifford bias showing mm-hmm. uh, that like that kid was a killer. Uh, like, could that have followed? Yeah. Him? I mean the Jiminy Glick within Martin short is uh, a real killer. He's like a hair trigger away uh, from pushing somebody down an elevator shaft. Um, I feel like, the second season really bears out very differently. And these three characters are really on the level. Troy, while Mabel does feel like very unnerved and uneven and off her game and sad and despondent and all of this feels like it would be a really big swing for only murders in the building to have one of the big three kill off one of the murder suspects uh, or murder targets in uh, in this show at this point, right? Like, that just doesn't feel like the show. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly... Which is it, why it could happen and we would all be caught off guard. It'd certainly be a choice. It'd certainly be a choice. I, I gotta give some credit to Matt on this one because when I first read this, I, I like my immediate first reaction was... Oh, interesting. And yeah. so, you know, the, the it's clear that we've created uh, a different vibe, a different set of uh, motive and stakes for Mabel this season. So I can see where some thinking might might lead down that path. She needs a murder to stay close to her friends, to stay close to the podcast. But I also think if you sit with that for just a little bit longer, uh, like you're sitting with the ghost of Paul Rudd, and you really examine that. Uh, I, I think had we made Mabel a murderer, we would have done it last season. I think part of what we've explored about her character is the impact of all this tragedy and death around her. And I just can't imagine taking the character to a place where she's choosing to do that. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Is there, like, this does bring up a theory that I wanted to put on the table, which is the accidental death theory. At least the second killing yeah. might have been some form of accident that uh, Mabel, I could imagine, could be part of. Yeah, I could see that. I don't love it. I don't, I don't love it. I don't but love like, it, but I think, I think like, uh, and then, okay, so, like, examining the circumstances of how he died for real, right? Like, somebody, uh, he grabs he grabs a handkerchief off of something. Like, is somebody, like, he slips, he fell. Is she trying to help him not fall? Is it a total like freak accident? But we spend the amount of time that we do with Mabel in the immediate lead up to the yeah. final death of Ben Glenroy that it feels like it would be withholding. And it's a mystery's prerogative to withhold some information. Um, it just feels like it would be a big chunk of information to withhold from a main character, from like a perspective character on the show. And I don't know why you then show uh, her taking pictures of the dead body and obsessing over it. And like, there's there's just some narrative choices that that mean that that would be surprising. So yeah. I don't I don't want to totally poo poo on this theory. It, it got me thinking. Uh, I think it opens up some some potential doors to other things. But uh, I'm not putting many chips on that part of the felt okay. in this gambolini. Um, okay, well, we've got a lot of possibilities to mull over in terms of murder suspects. Mole. We also have a, a, a mole patrol. We also have a lot of different inquiries from your friend and mine, the great Adam H. here on Post Show Recaps. Adam had some rapid fire rounds for yep. us. You ready for some of these? Yeah, do you want to do like a lightning round? Yeah, we'll do a lightning round here. Okay, so Adam's first question. How long would it take for you to notice that there's blood dripping all over you and hitting your nose and face while you just stand there as if nothing is happening? happening i mean if i'm 80 years old and steve martin about three times as long as it would right now but yeah, yeah you took you get blood on my face i'm gonna know i think as a new yorker uh this is one thing that you're not totally desensitized to uh the mystery goo that drips from the sky and hits you in the eye like this is a thing that you have to be wary of while walking those mean big apple streets Typically, it's going to be like some sort of condensation residue from an air conditioner. But what if it's not? You're always mm. going to look up and see. Uh, and so I do feel like uh, native New Yorkers here, Charles Hayden Savage, uh, probably would have just like started like you're getting dripped on on an elevator. Um, I guess I do have like I have to remember he has plantar fasciitis. So this is true. Yeah. It's like there's glass on the bottom of his feet. You know, I recently was having uh, another round of gout, uh, as I often do, unfortunately, uh, a, a chronic illness of mine, Troy. Uh, and it was in a weird part of my foot. And I was walking around and I talked to some friends like, I know usually it's the gout, but I think this might be something different. And like seven different people stood up and were like plantar fasciitis. Uh, like seven different people in my life. I was at a pool party asking about this and seven different people said plantar fasciitis. And they were like, I have it. It sucks. This is the thing. This is what you do. Started manipulating my foot around and stuff. And it was really, really hurting. And of course it was really hurting because it wasn't plantar fasciitis. It was gout. You should be touching my foot like that when it's gout. Wow. But what I was really shocked about was that like, I had never heard of plantar fasciitis before in my entire life. And I've now heard it like, 10 times uh over the course of the last week one was in this and then the other was in something else that i can't remember right now why is plantar fasciitis having a moment is it because i'm pushing 40 i think so i Ugh. think that the the ouija board of the world is spelling plantar fasciitis Ugh. at you which uh is is not easy to spell off the dome here i Ugh. i have many questions about how my how much you talk about your ailments with random people but a lot no they weren't random these are dear friends of mine oh okay totally seven fine. dear uh, friends of mine suffer from <laughs> <laughs> I well add me to the list baby uh oh, i wear inserts in my shoes uh is it like walking keep... on glass was that it, an it, apt description yeah it can be very painful oh, uh, it can man. be very painful um it's it's a Let form of i don't need to add to the list 
that. My feet are in enough trouble. Uh, oh, my Don't goodness. need the flash or fascistus is what I've uh, been calling it. Uh, how's this lightning round going, Josh? Okay, it was slow. Slow going. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> the blood I'd notice. I'd notice like the, the blood. express train. I would notice the blood. All right, here we go for more from Adam. Uh, what would your strategy be if someone had tied you to a basement toilet up against a pole and was trying to light a kitchen torch? I think my strategy, Troy, would be die quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> Just get it over with. Get it done. I don't see a lot of ways out of this one. Um, gosh, you know, I'd like to think that I'm creative and would like hide something with my hands and then try and do a thing or whatever. What I'd really probably do is just stand up and just run against the pole. I'm a big guy uh, and just try and basically bring down the house around me. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Um, This is from Adam. How many overflow rooms do you want to have at your funerals? Um, Troy, it sounds like I'm going to need an overflow room for all of my friends with plants (laughs) or fasciitis. at least one overflow room lots of chairs lots of chairs in the room i really don't leave them standing it's 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 tough on the feet especially when wearing dress shoes which don't always accept an insert uh wow this is what we're talking about josh uh we are podcasters over 35 here we are indeed Uh, so how many overflow rooms did you think you want to put a number on it no no i I, zero overflow zero get get everyone outside have a big party nice oh yeah but the party's not for me it's for them so do whatever Um, you want people okay adam asks how many patrons do we need to get until the two of you sorry sorry can i can i go back though yes Uh, overflows i know we're lightning but you know overflows maybe not how many members of one direction do you want at your (laughs) funeral um well i've met them all so i hope that all five of them are willing to show up have we really or is Mm -hmm. this a bit I'm being serious. Oh, what do I need to say? Dragon fruit is my safe word. Well, that Dragon also means fruit. something else. Yeah. Okay. No, it doesn't mean the other thing tonight. Okay. Dragon fruit, safe word. Uh, yeah, I've met all five of them. Wow. Okay. How many of them would you want at your funeral? Um, I at least want Niall to show up. Ooh, what a choice. Yeah, Harry Styles. I understand you're busy. Niall, mm-hmm. I, Niall Horan. Uh, you better come. <laughs> you better come to my funeral, bud. Noted. Uh, this Noted. is the second time I'm referenced. This is the third of the of the trilogy <laughs> of stories from that infamous Men in Black three red carpet that I brought up on the Rob and Josh show the other week. So wow! Well, when the gout down. finally does you in, uh, we'll know to send an invitation. A lot to went down. One of the directions on the MIB three RC. Okay, so from Adam, how many patrons until the two of you dress up and do Fosse dances live, and then how much would I have to pay to join you in those endeavors? Um, well, Adam, let's just call it even. If we won't pay you to do it, but you don't have to pay us. Uh, how many patrons it. do you have right now, Josh? Like, we're, uh, we're up, uh, I think the classic thing we love to say here is a thousand patrons by midnight, eleven fifty nine p.m. Eastern time on the evening of the only murders in the building season three finale on October third, twenty twenty three. If we hit a thousand patrons mm. of post show recaps by eleven fifty nine p.m. Eastern time on October third, twenty twenty three, Troy and I will perform an elaborate Fosse dance. Absolutely! Look, and, I even shook the tinfoil hat off the top of my and head. Adam can join, and you don't have to pay Adam. Uh, well, and let me I don't just have to pay Adam either. Is for also the three people who are watching the video version of it, I'll just yeah. give you a little teaser. Oh, uh, he can't do it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching him try. He can't do it. Yeah, no, do we it. can't. We can't. Yeah. We got to get. All right. Well, of... we've got time. We've got time to plan. We're trying got, to like, do the robot, the Fosse like, robot. We've got like two months. We've got like two months to prepare, to plan, okay. to coordinate. Right. Well, can uh, can I can I voice uh, uh, this up into a little yes. bit of speculation outside of the lightning round? We're gonna go back up above the cumulonimbus crowd uh, clouds okay. here. Yeah, and uh, and say. Speaking of musicals, like, are are you are we gonna see Death Rattle back on stage as a musical? Yes, I think so, and I would I would expect that that will be the season finale, maybe the penultimate going into the finale. The show mm-hmm. likes to do that, right? Like we get a killer reveal or close to, and then we get into the finale. I think something like that. Um, and Musicals murder are notoriously hard to too. like rehearse and practice and prepare though so yeah you know it's gonna definitely push off the uh premiere date 
Oh, well, the premiere date is boned for sure. Uh, you know, uh, I think like the production is going to have the ability to take the appropriate amount of time to shut down, grieve and pivot. Mm. Um, listen, how many times did Spider-Man turn off the dark, have to shut down and no one died? They just like broke legs and stuff. Um, I just want to say that shut down, grieve, and pivot is my patented strategy to deal with all. <laughs> it's a good move. I think that's what, we'll, that's what we'll say with like a Fosse esque beat underneath it. Shut down, <laughs> grieve, grieve, and pivot. pivot. Yeah, that's gonna be it. Shut down, grieve, and pivot's a great name for a musical. Yeah, and a, and a great like uh, punk rock band, and also a great attitude. Uh, like <laughs> you shut down, you yep. like everything stops. You take the time to grieve, mm-hmm. and then you pivot. Shut down, well, grieve, and pivot. There's two versions of this. There's the like deeply healthy version of that, which is like take the time, pause, grieve, and adjust your future. Yeah. There's also the like conflict avoidant version of it, <laughs> which is yeah. when confronted with pivot, conflict, grieve, I'm going to shut on. down. I'm going to grieve the lost interaction and opportunity in my life because I'm not going to engage with these people. I'm going to pivot my ass right back out of this room. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't know why you had to call me out like that here <laughs> on the pod, but I guess that's fair. Final thing from Adam was over or under one and a half birds in this season of only murders, Troy. And I don't think that Adam's even talking about like murderous birds. No, I think just birds, period. I mean, I mean, in the Austin Powers sense of the word bird, we're already way over. We've got Mabel. We've got Meryl. We've got ah, Donna. Ah. We've got birds in the building. I mean, we're starting at one already. Yes. So really the question is, are we going to see another bird? Well, yeah. here's my question to you, Josh. We're putting the tin foil back on. Okay, tin foil hats back on. Are we going to see Foley, please? Big Bird by the end of this season? Uh, like the Sesame Street Big yep. Bird? Sesame Street. Big, we got sure, Meryl Streep. We can get Big Bird. I wanted to make sure that I heard that you didn't say a Big Bird real quick, like a Big Bird, uh, nope. that you said Big Bird. No, nope. I mean Big Bird, the, the, uh, the Muppet played by Carol Spinney. Is that your bold prediction that you're going to make here as we're getting close to the end? Is that uh, Big Bird is the murderer? That Big Bird is going to show up. Oh, um, I'm going to put it in a top five list just for funsies. Okay. But, uh, I don't know. It's my number one bold prediction. I'll put it in on my wish list, but I won't <sighs> put it on my I think it's going to happen. I do think that we will see that we will lay eyes upon more than one and a half birds mm-hmm. in season three of Only Murders in the Building. Okay. Now we know it's been stated. I wish I could take the other side of that, but it's just too good. I mean, it, uh, clearly the line of one and a half is far too low. I mean, it's too low, too low. Uh, like if it was two and a half, I'd be like, huh? yeah, uh, Adam, not, not the best as a bookie right now, yeah, but no, no, uh, no. it's okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you, Adam, Ralphie, Jen, Matt, others. Uh, we deeply appreciate it. We deeply appreciate it. All right, Troy, it's time. We've been teasing around the edges of this long enough. Um, This has been a very delightful hangout show edition of the Only Murders podcast. We uh, we appreciate everybody indulging our shenanigans. This has been uh, one for the for the the fellow like lunacy lovers out there. Mm -hmm, But for mm -hmm. the people who are here because they're like, okay, guys, predict it. Who killed Ben Glenroy? It is time to lock in our predictions. And it is time to lock in the stakes as well. We already have talked about last season, pizza was on the line. And in the end, a slice of pizza was the trophy for winning. And I say winning. Winning. Only murders in the building. Yeah, you won. Two. No, this I is a, compe- two of this only is a competitive podcast here. Yeah. Uh, so I won the second season of Omit B. So who killed Ben? And who, what do we get for whoever gets closest or do we reset the stakes going into the finale? I think is how we did it last time. Yeah. So let's start with establishing the stakes here. Um, And I, Josh, we've said the word stake like six times. So I feel like we got to start there. Is the stakes, are the stakes that uh, the winner gets a steak? Yeah. Steak dinner is on the line officially. Uh, Loser buys winner a steak dinner. Yeah. I like it. It's got knives. There's a threat of death. And a, a baked potato 
uh, has to be made using the tinfoil presently on DJ LaBelle Klein's hat. Yeah, we love Hang on to that tinfoil for a baked potato as a side. Okay? The steaks are officially here. A steak dinner with a tinfoil hat baked potato. Okay? I love this. That's I think if, if we get later into the season, we come into the finale, and it's very clear that neither of us is going to win, we will revisit, we yeah. will reestablish the steaks. At which point the steak is off the menu and it's just a tinfoil hat baked potato. That's right. Yeah. yeah. The baked potato is a little bit of our, like, miscongeniality prize. Yeah. Just and the loser has to eat it. Getting it close. Because if it's been a tinfoil, it's been on your head. <laughs> so I think that's the food of the loser. Okay, food, food till the loser. We'll yeah. we'll we'll clarify all of this yeah. uh, as we get there. But yeah. steak dinner with a tinfoil wrapped baked potato yeah. on the line. Yes, Josh, do you want to go first? Do I want to go first? We taking one pick here. What is your bold prediction for who killed Ben Glenroy? I think I want to do. Um, let's just predict the killer. Let's not equivocate. Let's not do other things around it. Let's call the killer. Who? killed ben glenroy that's it that's what i want that's what i want i'm going to say that the person who killed ben glenroy here's a hint before i tell you okay his name rhymes with robert no i think tobert robert with a t copy I think he's going to bear out to be Ben Glenroy's killer. We (sighs) talked this through on our opening night, Uh Troy. Uh Uh, I think we're yes anding the meta ideas. We are advancing the narrative. If it's the documentarian who does the thing, there's a big thing that, you know, the documentary and conversation with the podcast of the TV show, which we are podcasting about. The very telling line of my name's Tobert. I'm the documentary uh, documentary uh, documentarian. What's up, Broadway? You'll never hear from me again. This is the last time you'll hear from me. Yeah, right. Said the killer. Said the guy who killed Ben Glenroy. Said the guy who benefits from the death, the uh, scandalous murder of his, docu- of his documentary subject. What an ending. I think that Tobert is top of mind for me as the killer in Only Murders Season 3, Troy. Fantastic pick, Josh. Uh, I would be mad at you if I wasn't so impressed and proud. Uh, That is absolutely a great, fantastic, number one overall pick. I wish that I was going with Bird Murder again. I know, I know. But I have a title to defend this time. I have to take it seriously. And and as a defending champion here, uh, you do get the right to go first and to take your to take your first pick. So uh, I will out, be, baby. I'll be really honest. Uh, I was gonna pick Tobert. I was gonna take Tobert. It is uh, there's enough pointing there uh, to. It's absolutely a fantastic pick. Uh, we have a talented actor, like all, even at the meta lens, but even within the character uh, lens, there are reasons and motivation and probably access. Uh, also, I will note. Tobert was not, I don't think, in the party room at Oliver's apartment when Ben returned to Fascinating. life. Fascinating. So he could be back up in Ben's apartment. Guess who would probably have access to Ben's apartment? The documentarian. Uh, the documentarian. Yeah. Right? So uh, I think that is absolutely the chalk pick, the leader in the clubhouse here. I, I respect it. I do have to pick something different. Yes, of because course. we got to hedge our bets. And, uh, you know, for there to be stakes, there got to be two sides here. I got to sear both sides of the stick. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to, but you should. You really should. Uh, yeah. Look up the reverse sear. That's really my preferred. Do you method. do the reverse sear? Yeah, I could do I could yeah. do a reverse sear. Um, well, then let me first then start by just saying why it's not Tobert. Uh, it's not Tobert because that's too obvious at this point. Uh, we're, we're smart. We would have figured it out. Uh, and in particular, our characters, our main characters are smart enough that they would have figured it out. So I think that that will lead them to at least one episode, much like with Loretta, we're going to have at least one episode where Tobert is the leading suspect and his film is going to bring out evidence that they later follow leading to the actual 
killer yep. of Ben Glenroy. His brother. Okay. His brother. I'm not uh, going to say that you... I'm, I'm going to be very careful with uh, how I say you mm-hmm, are mm-hmm. pointing fingers. That's right. At Dickie. That's uh, right. At uh, Dickie Glenroy. Uh, Dickard Glenroy yes. uh, is going to be my top of the season pick here let's go through it okay number one uh dickie has an incredible unparalleled access to the murder suspect yes he is trusted right uh he uh will have reason to be upset with ben uh for all the things that ben makes difficult about his cookies and his food and uh getting getting down on a brother um I think, you know, Dickie could have been the original poisoner of yeah. Ben. Yes. I think the only thing that I have a tough time with is, is Dickie going to have a scarf, a handkerchief that Ben snatches off of him in his death throes, in his death rattle? I don't know. I don't yeah. know that Ben gives Dickie a handkerchief. But I like I like the pick. Okay. Uh, I'm, we're in this kind of trifecta of the Ben Dickey Tobert area. I considered uh, the Donna and Clifford option. We discussed that a little bit, but you make a bold prediction. We haven't talked enough about the brother. That's us. We're going to do it. Okay. Craig Kettleman himself, Dickie Glenroy, the killer of his own brother, fratricide. Okay. Who fratricided? Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a big question. Heading into the season three finale. I love the pick. I almost went there. I was thinking about Dickie as the possible murder suspect here. Uh, We talked it through and you just reset the table that he is in charge of the diet. It certainly seems like he was poisoned. Um, Nobody knows you like a sibling uh, for better and for ill. And the kind of drama that could potentially occur being the sibling uh, growing underneath the shadow, blocking out the sun, that is Ben Glenroy. Uh, lots, That's right. Lots of reason Lock to think. in the Cobros, bro. It could be Ben. All right. So that's two murder suspects. Uh, that's for the steak dinner. How about some side action for that baked potato? How about we do it like this? Backup pick. If your second pick, Troy, and I'll let you go first. Yes, the snake draft is back. Well, snake Uh, draft, two round snake, the cobro draft, a two round draft. It's a cobro snake draft. This is why I'm so excited, Josh. Because as we were talking about it, I feel good about my pick. But then I looked back up at that list, and I just had like a tinge of regret. Yeah, yeah. I literally saw the future pass before me, and uh, the future. Uh, where it all comes together was shaped like a giant humpback whale. Okay. I think uh, my second pick. And, and this my, is for my, the baked potato. My baked potato pick. No one gets a steak, but you get the baked potato. So it's like if you win second place at the challenge, That's you didn't right. get the full steak, but you got the potato. Second prize at a beauty contest goes to Loretta. Okay, yeah. Here, How do you not take Meryl Streep here in the I, Cobra draft? And and I think the only reason not to take Meryl Streep is because she's such an obvious pick. And I'm wondering if we're going to be the messers of the messies of the messers at this yeah, point. Of the messieurs. Of the messieurs. And we're going to look back at this and go, we're going to have a scene at the very end of the season where Meryl Streep as Loretta says, well, of course it was me. Right. Of course it was me. Right. I made no 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 bones about the fact that I absolutely hated the man. And I also didn't want to go on stage and do this vile performance to be my one opportunity at stardom. Yeah. So I think Loretta, uh, while it is such an obvious pick, you almost want to skip over it. Maybe that's what they want. Maybe that's what they want. Yeah. It's Meryl Streep. Like at the very end of the season, they could literally be like, it's Meryl Streep. Of course, Meryl Streep's the killer. It's the very first thing we talked about when we hopped on the podcast for the episode one and two recap here, Troy. Uh, We said it's going to be Meryl Streep, uh, or is it too obvious? But if we're doing a Cobra draft, if it hadn't been you who picked Meryl, of course I was going to go and pick Meryl. Got to pick Meryl. Got to take Meryl. Meryl is, uh, she's right there. Who bets against Meryl Streep? Not me. Not you. Unless right. she's up against Laura Dern. And uh, then, you know. 
a whale of a pick from DJ LaBelle Klein. All right. So that is your potato pick. Uh, Dickie Glenroy steak pick. Loretta Merrill Street potato pick for Troy. Dickie and Loretta. I'm down with that. Tobert is my steak pick. Now, for my potato pick, you tell me. You get to choose. You can you can rein this in. I'll let you have free reign here. Are you trying to take the field on me, Josh? I'm not trying to take the field on you. Okay, okay. I did think about that. Uh, and I do want to say that if it turns out that this is like the Agatha Christie thing and like everyone in Death Rattle killed Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll split the we'll split we're the bill. Gonna to, we're gonna yeah we're gonna we'll split with the each bill. Other. We'll split the bill. That's what'll happen. Okay, and I don't think that that's impossible. I can imagine like it takes a village to kill Ben Glenroy as Absolutely. a total option. But my question for you is if you will allow this. It's the producers. It's the two of them. It is Clifford and it is Donna. It is not one or the other. If it is only one of them. My potato pick doesn't count, or I'm only allowed to have half the potato. And the other Ooh. half I'll have to donate to science? I don't know. Wow. Um, but I, I, it has to be the combo platter of Donna and Clifford, at the very least, with one of the two being complicit, like knowing and keeping that information uh, and being um, legally responsible for withholding that information. I will count that as well, but it's the producers de Mayo are my potato pick, if you will allow it. The producers. The producers, he says. Uh, I want to be. Uh, you're going to have lunch at Sardi's every day. Yes. Uh, gosh, are we going to allow this? Are we going to allow, I think with the caveat, that both must be implicated yes. in some way. Yes. I will take and allow the producers as a combo. It pick. cannot just be, it cannot only be Donna. That's right. It, it, it cannot, cannot only be Clifford. Clifford. That's there right. has to have been like tacit approval from one of the other parties. Or and at I least actually think this is or at least like you. a I can't believe you did that. You've just you've got us in a so conversation much trouble. between we the have two to shut this down. We gotta keep it locked in. Like that's that's a that's an accomplishment. This is a Teddy Demas situation, yes. right? Yes. Right? Where we yes. where you get the implication yes. of the parent or of the child. Yes. Um I think that this actually strengthens your pick. Because had we gotten to the end of the season and only one been imp or only one been implicated and we hadn't established these stakes uh, yeah. on the potato, yeah, uh, we would have had a tough time. So yeah. you got yourself a loaded potato pick, sir. Okay, uh, I'm down with Donna and Cliff to Mayo, double Mayo. I'll on eat this two one. potatoes, uh, or someone has to. Someone's got to eat two potatoes. <laughs> I don't know if that's the prize or the torture. I gotta, I gotta say, we've covered uh, two steak picks, two potato picks. Yeah. I do think we have to give the field to the patrons. Sure. Uh, okay. So, if so, the, so what? If the patrons win, I'm not getting everyone a steak. No, no, happening. no, 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 no way. But maybe we get, maybe, you know what? Ralphie gets a steak. Ralphie if, gets a steak. As the first person to send in feedback yeah. and questions for both of our episodes. Yes. If it's anyone else's the murderer, we will buy Ralphie a steak dinner. Okay. Uh, did you hear that, Ralphie? Ralphie, if Troy and I don't get it with either of our steak pick or our potato pick, we will be getting, we will be sending to Ralphie. Yes, that Ralphie, everybody, is going to get a steak and potato dinner from Troy and myself. I'm Seems fine fair. with that. Seems I'm fair. fine with that. I think that's good. All right, big bold predictions, big stakes here, Troy. Uh, as we well, not we're not doing a Chateaubriand, okay? No, I mean, no, 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 got, no, 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 no. We guys no, no. had some limits on the stakes. No, no, but, no. And yeah. frankly, Ralphie, we're not reversing this year. No, 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 just no. this year, straight seer. That's it. Nothing, nothing further, Your Honor. Uh, well, it was a really eventful time here on the podcast today, Troy. We covered a lot of ground. Mm -hmm. We talked about stakes potatoes tinfoil and whales uh here as we are moving through season three of only murders in the building make sure 
you're su- you're subscribed. You want to be subscribed. To you want to be subscribed. Come yeah. on, yeah. You'll subscribed. never miss. You'll never miss an episode of Only Murders in the Building on Post Now do it as Meryl now. Streep is a whale. Now uh, <laughs> I can't. Uh, Patreon.com slash post show recaps is the RSS link. No, Patreon.com slash post show recaps is the patron link. Actually, uh, you want to support the podcast. You want to meet Ralphie. Uh, come and sign up patreon.com slash post show recaps the RSS link if you want to subscribe to the only murders podcast is post show recaps.com slash only murders or you could just search for post show recaps only murders wherever you get your podcasts leave a rating and review greatly appreciated here follow Troy on the internet at DJ LaBelle Klein where you can find him Troy uh, the next episode of only murders in the building which we will be discussing next week is called Grab your hankles. <laughs> Grab your hankles. Yep. Uh, well, I guess it's similar to cankles, but yeah. uh, with a handkerchief. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, or, are these like... or, or, or wrists, cankle, like fat wrists or cankles. Cankles. A, ha- a hankle. I, I'm looking forward to, uh, don't you like, uh, you got your hankles raised or is that your hackles? It's a hackles. I think that's okay. hackles. Okay. So, I'm a, that's my other bold prediction is that hankles are going to turn out to be wrists. Okay. Is hand, there, hand ankles. Are we about to meet a character named Hank Oles? Hmm. Maybe someone has an uncle named Hank. Get us out of this podcast, Josh. Yeah. Or else a couple of different uncles named Hank, and so they're the Hankles. Uh, so we will find out. We're going to grab our Hankles and talk about Grab Your Hankles on the next episode of the Only Murders in the Building podcast here on Osho Recaps. Troy, anything else? Good luck recapping that, Jess. <laughs> All right. Until then, everybody, take care. <laughs>